Whoa, huh? Man, it got me on ten, ten. Whoa, huh? Man, it got me on ten, ten. Whoa. All right. Okay, and we are live. We're recording. Oh yeah! Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Versus Unlimited. Happy Turkey Day! You feel me? Whenever you guys are gonna listen to this, I hope that you guys had a nice, delicious, fulfilling Thanksgiving. Okay, I hope that you guys have some friends out there if you don't have family you know because i know that everybody is not lucky enough to have a family that really celebrates thanksgiving like that and you don't get that chance to have a delicious pie made by grandmama okay or your mima or you know, your granny okay granny ain't, ain't cooking it up ain't whipping it up flicking the wrists all up in the kitchen i know there are people that are very unlucky out there but hopefully, I hope that you got a taste of some Thanksgiving food. Hopefully that somebody have a good friend that is kind enough to bring you a plate of delicious food, okay, from their household, all right? So, yeah, man. But, hey, 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 turn me up, though. Turn me up, though. Oh, we here. We here, man. We here, dog. I am... Dress it up and make it real funny. For some goddamn future, you feel me? I'm in a future <laughs> vibe, man. I'm in a goddamn street lord vibe. You feel me? Let's go. Dirty soul and unstoppable. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch your lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gone, you're the math. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one to live in lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. Dirty money in the cook. 45 by my good. We young nigga in the cook. Take you out for some joints. Countless money, no rush. I'm on the one way flushing. Loud packs, really mustard. These fucking police can't touch me. These fucking police can't touch me. These fucking niggas can't touch me. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to have a good show. We're going to have a good show, man. I'm telling you, man. March Madness, we getting right, bro. Ah, uh, to thy street, she comes from. To back thy street, she go back, man. That is the book of future. Let's go. Spill a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids. We're the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gone, you the math. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one to live in lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her, even though she average. Fuck on the basic bitch. We gon' wake up and smoke on some blood and fuck. She gon' keep it so real with a nigga that I'ma come back and always gon' fuck with her. Been the curve and the spread like a motor bus. I was working the serving in Nautica. I get hot till I'm higher than Mercury. Fuck around, teach you that recipe. Fuck around, you gon' be out of here. Make it say hard like a nigga with juvenile. Soon as that work hit the city, we move it. Post up in honest and shoot us and move it. Post up in honest and shoot us and move it. Take it to the side of cover just in case a nigga ever gotta use it. Get a paint and coat and pour it up, nigga. Get a summer in style for Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. 200 miles on the dash. Got a roller pound 
Switching lanes in the Grand Rapids. We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, niggas gon' let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one to live in lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. Oh yeah, man, oh yeah, we about to get started real soon, real soon Oh, I gotta address you niggas I gotta address some conspiracies a little bit Oh man, I'm telling you, we got a good show, man Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go Let's get started Future hit the dirty spray, legendary Dirty something in the sky from Spillin' days to get my mind blown Dress it up and know the NASA Two hundred miles on the dash Got a roll of pound up in gas Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids We the one that kept it cool with all these niggas till these niggas start acting. Shoot a nigga like a film in a movie, nigga gon' let them have it. We ballin' like the Marsh Madness. All these cops shoot a nigga tragic. Only one to live in Lavish. Like I'm playing for the Mavericks. I don't want it for the bitch that might have made me fuck her even though she average. That was my guy, Toxic Lord. Future. Okay. God damn, I had to get in my toxic nigga bag real quick. Hey, what up, dog? What's up? What's up? Oh man, see, man. All right. All right. We had we had my boy Shane in the building. Okay, but he had uh, quickly has ducked out the building. Okay, so he's gone. But hey, 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 man. Welcome to episode 19. One, nine. Okay, god damn, man. Yo, we, we almost to 20 episodes of the Versus Unlimited podcast. Yo, I, man, I, I would do another round of applause, but man, I mean, that that's that means something to me, okay? That we have done almost 20 episodes of this and man, I'm telling you, man, we we have been consistent. I'm proud of that. Um, yeah, man, because a lot of people want to do this potting shit, right? A lot of people want to start a YouTube channel. A lot of people want to start a business. A lot of people want to do so much stuff, but don't really have the work ethic to actually make it turn into something, right? You know, we all want things, but what separates the people who do get million subscribers or who do get a dedicated podding audience to pod to it's like man you gotta start from the bottom and and you gotta keep doing it that's kind of just you know make a good product of course you want to push them that's the main number one thing make sure you have a good product you know what i'm saying you gotta have a good product but also but also you have to be consistent, man. Consistency. I'm, I'm telling you, man, if you just keep doing it and 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 learning the ins and outs and and really put your mind to it. Yeah, man, you, you're, you're going to you're going to be consistent. But a lot of people, they start and then they stop because, I mean, work ethic. Right. You know, so that's kind of what separates the next person to the other person that started a YouTube channel around the same time and it's just like they kept uploading or you kept 
doing episodes. So it's like, yeah. But anyway, though, I'm proud of that. But yes, yes, yes. Of course, though, don't don't think I forgot, man. I hope that your bank account is up. Okay, hope that that money is up. But in the case that it's probably down because, you know, you're adulting out here, you know, because that's how adulting be. I hope that your mental health is up. I hope that you have an abundance of mental currency because that's very important, you know, because all of us can't always have a nice, healthy, fat bank account. But, you know, we can be rich in mental health, um, which is a good segue to how are we going to start this pod off? Um, Damn. Damn, man. I Once again, oh God, I feel like a broken record kind of a little bit. Um, once again, we we I wish we could start the pod off um, on a better note, a, a higher note. But we can't. We can't. Um, unfortunately, a few days ago, got the very sad news that or the world got the very sad news that we have lost another very influential and important person that is the now late uh, Jason David Frank. And if you don't know him by his, you know, actual government name, then you may know him as as Tommy, um, Tommy Oliver, the white green Power Ranger, um, one of the most popular Power Rangers uh, to ever be into the franchise. I mean, they've done like 50 of them at this point, but none could uh, break the threshold in popularity as the level of, of Tommy Oliver, man. I, I don't I don't know what it was or, you know, what it was about him, but he just transcended beyond every other ranger he just he just he just he he was just more more you know power you know more powerful as far as like how he comes across or how he you know embodied his role and it just it just yeah i mean the dude just had to be he had to come back so many times because he's such a fan favorite that that character it was such a fan favorite so you know, um, but yeah, yeah, man. Um, and since it's been a few days, it's kind of almost been confirmed. Pretty much majority um, is saying that the cause of his death was um, unfortunately self-cancellation. Um, and oh, man, it's very sad. It's very sad that um to really hear that news especially like literally take off sadly was was killed like two and a half weeks ago barely three weeks ago we just lost we we had just lost takeoff so it's like man to to get this news about this guy add that 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 hit me like there's like a ton of bricks but that hit me like like a freaking mac truck and it just the 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 wheel 
the the wheel of the, of the construction truck was just just it's just sitting on my body crushing me okay that's how it felt seeing that news pop across my screen my phone screen man um for a lot of reasons for a lot of 90s kids you know kids that were born early enough um in the 90s so you know kind of like early to mid 90s you know you're born i was born in 94 so i was I, my childhood was pretty much wrapped around power rangers just like every other little boy and i'm pretty sure uh, little girls too from you know the, being born in that type of particular time there's there's cultural things that was going on for 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 kids not for kids but just culturally period in entertainment where there were a lot of um big things happening with different kind of shows you know especially like with wrestling and shit like that but like power rangers was definitely a staple for a lot of kids from that era you know um and yeah those first shows those first like i think three to four like shows had you know had tommy had jason david frank um in his role as tommy oliver as the first like green ranger okay the first like just different ranger because every every and we're getting into some nerd kind of some nerd kid stuff because i mean this was my fucking childhood man like this man literally fucking curated my entire fucking childhood like i saw yeah i i can't help but like get into this bag so it is what it is but yeah like like he was the first like special ranger you can say who was like a different color than everybody because you had what you had red pink black blue and yellow those were like the core five right the core five power rangers but then here comes this dude who was the green ranger and then he was an evil ranger too that was like the first like introduction to an evil ranger who wasn't good and he fought against them and he had like the best fucking zords for people who don't know what the fuck a zord is it's a ginormous fighting robot that's all you really need to know um and yeah like it was a dragon like kind of like a godzilla thing like it was dope it was so fucking dope as a kid this shit is just amazing and yeah man so he was just like the coolest fucking ranger and he became the red ranger later on after that well first he went from green the evil ranger then he went to white which was even fucking almost as cool as the green one and then he fucking like became the leader of the power rangers eventually um and yeah, man, he left and then he came back as the Black Ranger and then in, in a show that's very uh, probably like the last Power Ranger show that I ever watched, which as like a kid, as I'm transitioning from like a kid to a young man going into high school, um, like he was in uh, the Dino Thunder Power Rangers, which was like, I think like 2007, 2007-ish, I think, like 13, 14. Then that was like the last one I watched Um, until I kind of grew out of it. So, yeah, man. So, like, yeah, this guy was so a part of my fucking childhood. And, um, man, to see that he is gone, 
now it, at 49 years of age um, and seemingly by his own hand, um, man, that's why, you know, this is a perfect segue for, for, for mental health, you know, cause we talk about mental health, like a lot on this podcast, you know, or we, we lead off with mental health, you know, that's very important. Um, and I have to say that we've made some kind of progress on a uh, mental health and kind of prioritizing that. But when we got a long way to go, man, because like, you know, those self-cancellation rates are up still, you know, they're still high. There's still people who feel like they got nothing to live for. And that's just a lack of like abundance of mental currency, man, you know? And uh, it's, it's really sad because it also feeds into the statistic, you know, the, the uh, statistical stuff, which is, majority or a vast majority like percentage of self cancellations that happen and i'm saying self cancellations cuz i i just don't want to say you know suicide you know cuz it's it's so heavy toned so i'm just saying self cancellation but no for self cancellations i mean a good majority of it percentage of it is men you know that, and that's kind of something that we don't talk about. You know, I know we talk about a lot of like women and how they go through their things and they're this percentage and that. And But what doesn't really get highlighted is the fact that <clears throat> a lot of men, a lot of boys feel like they don't have much to live for in this world. And, they, you know, they're taking themselves out of this world, you know. So it's like it's, it's so sad to see like somebody who lived such a fantastic life and has brought joy to the world essentially uh, for for children who are now adults and then for the next generation also because i mean they kept bringing them back but like to have such a fulfilling life at least on the surface it's just like wow man like how low like was he you know what i'm saying like how, damn like how how low was you know jason david frank um or how, I guess, how of lacking of, you know, mental, you know, mental currency that he had to where it's just like it it came to that point, you know, to to take yourself out of this world. I mean, and this man has has a whole life, you know, like he has children, he has kids, you know, he, he has a family. And it's just like it's hard for me to fathom, especially being like a, a father now. It's like I can't it's hard for me to fathom like man taking myself out this world um and then knowing I got a kid it's just like damn like to be that low like that's a that's such a low and and we've all felt lows in life right cuz that's just life life can life will whoop your ass and life does whoop your ass and then and, and you know it'll make you feel very low but it's like man like that's a different kind of low that I I'm glad that I've never reached um, to where it's just like, I feel like I have nothing to live for, but I have so many people that love me personally and also just, you know, affectionately, you know, admire me, you know, just all thousands and millions of fans, you know, people, you know, of all kinds of age ranges and walks of life where you influence them and brought them joy. It's just like, man, to come for it to come down to that, it's like, man, like. 
it's real sad, man. It's real sad. Um, kind of like when Robin Williams, uh, self, you know, self canceled himself. You know, a, almost damn near about a decade ago. You know, Robin Williams. Um, he was beloved, also, but and had a successful life, and 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 you know, brought joy to people. And I'm pretty sure he had people personally that you know adored him and loved him but to be like again like i said that that type of level of of low like to get that low to the point of no return and you feel like you just gotta go you know out of this world by your own hand is like man and like i said it's it's a it's an alarming thing amongst men you know, like I said, a vast majority of self cancellations are men. And ah oh man. It's just it just um sucks, man. It's sad that he felt like he had nothing else. Um if if again, if that's definitively what's the case, just based off of the information that is available to us, like I said, this just happened like literally a couple of days ago. So yeah, man, it's tough, man. So it's tough. It's tough. Um to lose takeoff um the way we did and now this you know to whom it may matter to you know it might not matter to you a lot of you might not even know who the hell jason david frank was you might not know who his character was because you probably wasn't into it into uh power rangers like that but best believe you know the millions upon millions of you know kids who are now adults now um who grew up watching this man every saturday morning you know put on that suit put on that helmet and entertain us and bring us joy and brought us into this fantasy world of superhero teenagers just kicking whooping ass and beating up monsters and stuff while you eat your cereal fuck man we we feel this loss bro we we really do so damn i i hope i hope his soul is at peace i really do i hope his soul is as at peace and that um yeah i condolences to his family condolences to anybody that has known him you know and um personally um yeah man so rest rest in peace to jason david frank man you know um again like i said hope your soul is at peace but um man goddamn yeah this last this last two man these last couple of years have sucked i, I will say that in closing to this kind of tribute segment for jason david frank yeah this t- this last two years sucked guys like it really does it really has man 20 2020 to now has sucked bro we lost so many important people bro very important people like shit man we lost kobe bryant in a horrific way to jump off all this bullshit that's the crazy part about it all this just this spree of important people passing uh or just dying horrifically you know it's like kobe started it off and it's just been like a landslide of just death after death of people that have just that people just man who are very important to to this world it's crazy 
lost Kobe. We lost Chadwick Boseman to cancer. We lost Takeoff like literally three weeks ago. And now Jason David Frank. It's just what the fuck? It's what the hell, man? So, God damn. God, I'm so ready for us to get out of this. Whatever this is, bro, I don't know what's going on. Whatever the fuck this is and what 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 the world's been trapped in for these past two years. I am so ready. And we are knocking on the door of the new year for 2023 to come in. I pray to God. And I hope y'all praying to whoever the hell you believe in that we get the fuck out of this version of earth because i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it man god damn do not like this version of earth i would like to go i would like us to kind of like i don't know probably not we probably can't go back because a lot of stupid shit has happened um but damn i i hope that just we move into a new era because uh bro these last two years has been just some bullshit i ain't gonna lie to you but anyway though moving on Moving on from that, let's move on from that. Um, let's talk about some 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 shit. All right, let's talk about Ice Spice, man. Ice Spice, Ice Spice, huh? Ice Spice. Hey, now I'm gonna be honest with you. I really don't know nothing about Ice Spice, bro. I'm I'm just gonna make that very clear. I don't care about Ice Spice music. I really don't care about her. Um, I just know she popped up out of nowhere. And, uh, and I've ignored, like, I've relatively have ignored Ice Spice's, like, existence because it's just like, yeah, it's just not my kind of entertainment. It's not my kind of music. It's not, it's not for me. I'm not the demo. All right. Like, I'm definitely not the demographic for Ice Spice. But first, I don't know, for whatever reason, though, I felt compelled to go look at her um her spotify right because i was just curious it's just like yo this girl this girl with this funny funny little hair 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 style with a little, little curly look like a look like a little hel- little curly helmet you know she cute or whatever and i just i just look at her spotify one day not too long ago and I noticed the lack of uh, the lack of discography, the lack of this dis- discography. Right? Look at her. I look at her uh, Spotify, bro. She has like five singles out, and they all came out like last year to like this year, or not even last year to this year. I think like. Shit, I think they all came out this year. Now, if I if I if I think about it, let me go. Hold on, let me let me let me let me let me let me check, man. Let me check here. Yeah, man. Yeah, bro. She has like she put out two singles in twenty twenty one. She put out one, two, three, four five singles okay she put out five singles in uh 2022 now 
and now she like and and hold on and with the what the month what what it munch so and and just somehow the the uh one two three four no five yeah five but the fourth single of the fourth single that she put out in 2022 that's the one that blew up right that's the one that went right the munch munch you know feeling you right that that blew that blew that's the one that went now given the lack of discography and look i've said this before i'm not a conspiracy theorist but given the lack of discography that this young lady has right i don't know how she is because again i don't give i don't give a damn about ice spice but joe just looking at this this is this looking real sus all right i'm not even gonna lie to you this is looking real sus bro i'm just gonna say it yo is ice spice is is, is you know is uh, is ice spice a industry plant like is she a plant because this sudden like this sudden trajectory is just like with the just the lack of discography it's like this is the one just and after she put out all of like a total of like six singles in total one two three four five six seven my bad seven she all of seven singles no ep no project is whatsoever she just put out singles so you're telling me like putting out seven singles over the course of two years she only put out two in 2021 the most she's put out was five this year in 2022 you're telling me now she's one of the biggest hottest acts out right now bro is is she an industry plant i'm not saying she is because i don't fucking know maybe this is all organic maybe i'm just trip maybe i'm just hating maybe i'm just a hating ass nigga right now i don't know because i do music i'm i'm a i'm an artist you know i mean i just started taking my music seriously and i just put out an ep my first ep but i i put out way more stuff than she has right and um yeah and it's just like something ain't adding up bro it's just it's smelling like an industry plant to me man and and then i'm just looking at how she makes songs they're all a minute and 48 fucking seconds even her new one bikini bottom which is very funny to name that bikini bottom but you know obviously it's because you know she do got some nice cakes i ain't gonna lie ice spice all right you look you look good okay you look good twerking i ain't even gonna cap to you hey I, I, I might sound like a hating ass nigga at the moment but i ain't gonna deny just all right <laughs> just all right. It's, it's all right but um anyway though back but, but staying on course though here yeah man it's just it's mm, it's looking real industry plant-ish to me like Cause I, I and I heard her talk about like her her like oh she's just like oh I put a I put my munch song out and then somebody of relevancy I forget 
liked the song and reposted the song and it just blew up like that a little bit. And then Drake, of all people, somehow, some way, he gets a whiff of this song somehow. And then we got what we got today where, you know, she's just like the hottest thing. The hottest, one of the hottest acts out right now. As far as, you know, hip hop and rap is concerned. I just dash it just sounds too fucking just simple to me. Now I ain't I look, I'm not trying to critique people's music. I really try not to. But damn, like, yo, that munch song is really not it's just it, there's nothing really that special about this song. I don't it's like it ain't it's not the greatest song that's ever been made ever, you know? But she is a lyrical genius. I'm not gonna say that. You know, Ice Spice is a lyrical genius. I, 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 I kind of understand, man. She, she, she bodied that. But it, I mean, at the same time, I don't. I just, it just doesn't add up to me, bro. Like I said, I could be sounding like a hating ass nigga. I don't know, but just like the lack of discography and the convenience of the biggest artist on the planet, one of the biggest artists on the planet, Drake, just so happens to hear rumblings of this track and then it just automatically blows up and now she's just everywhere and i don't know i've never experienced it maybe this is how it happened maybe this is completely organic and it's all just a coincidence and a stroke of luck and yeah that she only had to release seven songs and she's she's raking in the money and the notoriety and all that shit so yeah man but uh fuck I, I, I think I'll be doing myself a disservice if I did not call this to be a industry plant, okay? Um, because they do exist. They really do. Industry plants do exist. Um, yeah, so there are artists that do get scooped up by labels, and they do have label support, and they do get um, pushed like you know there's like they're an independent artist like they have no support they're doing it on their own and stuff like that but you know they don't even have to do that much like this seemingly they're seemingly on the grind right you know seemingly on the grind and then oh they blow up after like one album or a couple of albums or something like that you know there's been a lot of artists that have been alluded to being industry plants you know um but I, I mean i guess i don't I don't know man but like i'm just kind of presenting this whole thing i'm just i'm just calling it kind of how i see it um and yeah man but again i could just be a salty ass nigga because you know i do music and i find it very difficult to find a way to get my music exposure you know um because at the end of the day i'm gonna be honest i'm not like for 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 men it, for men like me bro i don't have a gimmick you know what i'm saying i don't have gimmicks i'm not out here i'm not doing the baby shit i'm not a toxic nigga i'm just uh, somebody who's really fucking good at music so it's like yeah man when i see this shit happen and it's like oh she released seven songs and now she's just like everywhere damn near it's kind of like 
Mm, that's a little too convenient to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Because this music shit is hard, bro. Doing anything is hard. And again, like I said, it could be organic. It could be a stroke of luck because luck does exist. Or she could be a fucking industry plant. Who? Uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of calling it how it is, man. You know, calling it how it is. I'm questioning it again. I'm not defining this, but I'm just presenting this question, especially when we clip this and put this on YouTube. Like, it, I'm just y'all tell me, man. Y'all tell me in the comment sections on YouTube. Y'all, y'all fucking tell me what's going on with that, or you know, something, because it's just looking. Mm. The situation looking a little sus to me, bro. But then again, it could be just that woman privilege thing, right? And in closing to this whole Ice Spice segment, because I didn't want to spend too much time on Ice Spice. Because I just truly don't give a damn about Ice Spice. But, yeah, bro, like... The fact that the fact that the matter is, is like... There is a, a, a woman privilege that does exist when it comes to entertainment it, it is undoubtedly much easier for women to garner attention and um man i'm trying to tread lightly here a lot of attractive women because ice spice is attractive a lot of attractive women don't necessarily have to really be t- that talented at shit like it's a plus if she's talented but like it's not like a requirement like for a male artist like like because it's it's honestly like i said it's it's hard to get in but it's really a little bit easier for women because women can be very attractive you know they can have the you know the breasts you know they can have the thighs no more thighs than a 12-piece chicken and bucket at KFC. Okay, she can have so many thighs, you know. And, uh, yeah, be cute in the face and all that stuff. And people will follow. Like, there's so many women who don't have no talent and they just look good and they have millions of followers. I mean, fuck. Obviously, if you have an Instagram, you kind of see how it works. Like, these bitches have no real talent, but, like, it's like, they got millions of followers, right? No, you know, because they look good because they they post photos and they got a nice body. So it's like women do have a, like, they have a, a very, I'm not going to say unfair because, like, I mean, it's not like, you know, some kind of way they're cheating because they're the, they were born the fairer sex. All right. Like, I'm not even trying to be that kind of nigga, but, like, it it is true, though. It is very true. Women do have that advantage of be, of be just being an attractive woman. And it's just like, yo, it doesn't matter if you're talented or not. You can, if you put yourself out there and market yourself a certain way or market yourself at all, really, to try to do something, people will follow. You know, people will are more supportive to an attractive woman versus a man. You know, men, we kind of just have to... uh actually have talent we just gotta actually be really really good you know really good at something to get attention like you gotta work kind of twice as fucking hard you know because people don't really support men support men like that not like that you know not all of us are, are some of us are lucky you know i will say that some of us are luckier than others to have support 
But yeah, if you're just a regular dick ass nigga like myself, trying to get support from people is not the fucking easiest thing. You know, you got to be overwhelmingly good or show that you got clout with when people start supporting you. But, you know, yeah, man. But as far as matters of entertainment, you know, anything else, I'm not trying to speak to that. But what I'm talking about as far as trying to be an entertainer, influencer, public figure, women, it's a little bit easier. Okay. Because they got that cheat code of ah, just being a woman. And if you, you know, if you're attractive, I mean, you kind of just like, like you got the ultimate superpower, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. Um, yes. Eh, again, is, eh, do y'all think that in ice spice is an industry plant? I, I kind of think I'm, I'm kind of, it smells like an industry plant. It kind of look like an industry plant. I'm just saying, just saying, that's just me, man. But anyway, though, moving on from that though, moving on from that, let's talk some NBA. Ben Simmons, Ben Simeons, Ben Simmons, man. Yo, this guy actually finally had a good game. He actually finally had a good game. It, it took, took him a while, but he finally had the kind of game that Ben Simmons, like, potential actually, like, can can do. Like, we, we know that bro you have all the tools to be able to do this but it's just like but can you do it consistently though now you know when he had that game you know they've lost like they they uh, lost uh to hit at his return to philly but um and he had some decent plays in that in that game too but it's just um yeah man ben simmons god can he do it consistently um is the whole thing but it was good to see ben simmons perform uh quite a bit man quite a bit it was nice to see him like live up to his potential for you know for just if it was even if it just was for like one game though but i mean the brooklyn nets they got a chance to turn it around you know they they, they got a definite chance to turn it around um this season is still young you know, I, I'm pretty I don't think that like the season is cracked like the 20 game mark yet. I'm not 100 percent sure. I haven't really been giving up. I'm pretty sure it, it, we either close to 20 games in the season or or over either either way. Um, the season is still young. I think the Brooklyn Nets have a chance to turn it around if Ben Simmons performs, you know. But then again, I don't know. The Brooklyn Nets are a mess. They are a filthy mess right now um the bad blood between Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn and the Brooklyn Nets you can't ignore it um the fact that they switch coaches so there's an entire new coaching philosophy a new system being in place and yeah it's just that Kevin Durant has pretty much been solo dolo <laughs> This season, man, like, bro, just the Brooklyn Nets is a hot mess, bro. But I will say this. The Brooklyn Nets have a better shot at, um, at like, turning the season around. And actually, they could become, they could easily become, like I said, if Ben Simmons performs and he has more games like he has where he's scoring at least 18 to 20 a game, you know, and doing all the other things that he's he's supposed to be doing, which is playing defense and, you know, playmaking, moving the ball, ball movement and stuff like that. 
on top of scoring at least 18 points. He doesn't have to score 20 a game. He can do 18 because Kyrie got to get his shots because Kyrie's back in the lineup. Kevin Durant got to get his shots. He doesn't have to be a primary scorer, but my nigga, you got to be a factor in some kind of way, shape, or form. Like, you can't just be on the court like he has been for the, you know, bulk of the beginning of this season. You can't do that, you know. This team, but this team does have a chance. Better than the Lakers. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Lakers suck. Boy, them Lakers suck, man. Um, So, yeah, that, they, they can definitely, like, if they pull it together, they can, they can be a sixth seed. They can be a sixth seed, even if they could be a fifth seed. If they really pull it together, they can be a high seed. I mean, I don't know. The Bucs is on fire this season so far. If the Bucs stay healthy, uh, the Bucs might be in the finals, man. I don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. and, and then Orlando is looking looking pretty solid, man. Those young those young Bucks over there, man. So, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, the, the East looks steep. So, I mean, they got work to do, but they do like I like I've said before this season when the trade happened, this team has the potential to be a championship team. They have all of the right players. They got the right supporting role players. It's just that their core, they need to get get it the fuck together. Like Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, if their core cannot get it together, this team is going to be a flop. Um, but you know, like I said, it's just so much controversy surrounding Brooklyn. They need, they need, they need a stretch where there's no drama. Like since this team has formed, it's been nothing but drama surrounded around this team. So they, they just got to get it the fuck together, man. And just play, play basketball hoop. Um, so I don't know, hopefully the whole anti-Semitic Kyrie Irving drama, hopefully that's, we won't see no more of that. Hopefully, you know, cause I'm, I really want to see the max potential be reached with this Brooklyn team because they look dangerous, man. And forever, how long they do have Kyrie because I, I mean, I don't know what Kyrie's like contract is, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that Kyrie is, is tired and over Brooklyn, and I'm pretty sure he's ready to leave. And uh, he might, I don't know how the NBA treated him. I'm pretty sure. Not pretty sure. I won't say pretty sure, but I'm 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 like 70% sure that Kyrie is done with the NBA. Like I I mean, the way he was treated, the way he was uh ostracized and you know, treat, you know, yeah, the treatment was terrible. So, you know, I wouldn't blame him if he just fucking retired now, you know, after the, after his contract runs out with Brooklyn. So, yeah, man, but for the time being that they do have Kyrie and they have this, these, these, these guys together, I, I would love to see the max potential because on paper, these guys are a championship team without a shadow of a doubt. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that that's my little segment on some basketball stuff, just kind of like a highlight I wanted to talk about, but oh man let's back it up here let's back it up here i want to talk about something that probably doesn't really get talked about right you know now earlier on you know in our kind of like you know honoring and remembering you know jason david frank and just kind of talking about how men um are leading in self-cancellations you know in, in this country or probably even around the world who knows um, but 
yeah, talking about more male issues here, because I am a male. If y'all, I mean, y'all didn't know. Like, yeah, I'm a, I, I, I identify as a male. My pronouns are he and him. <laughs> I'm bullshitting, bro. I, I'm not with that pronoun shit. But no, no, but 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 you know, ser- seriously though, um, I'm just gonna say this, ladies, ladies. For this is this is re- like for all the ladies out there. And this is going to go on YouTube, too. This right here. This segment right here is going to go on YouTube. Ladies. You know how you don't like it? You don't like the criticisms of 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 your body. You don't, you know, you know how we talk about body shaming and all that stuff. It's all centered around women, right? And how you should just not comment on women's bodies. That is so wrong. Shouldn't do that. That is that is terrible. God, you are such a bigot, you misogynist pig. You commenting on women's bodies like they're your object of objectification and all that bullshit, right? Okay. Well, well, ladies, I'm gonna let y'all know. You know, men, we don't really like our bodies being com- commented on as well. We don't like body shaming either. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it's a very true thing. Um, I know it doesn't get talked about because nobody gives gives a hell about men and how we feel about things. And this is kind of a thing, but that goes unspoken because a lot of these issues are always damn near almost exclusive to women when it comes to how bodies shouldn't be comment on. Women's bodies are seems the only thing to be protected, but men's bodies, I mean, it's just up for whatever, right? But yeah, man, we don't we don't like that shit either, man. Um, and and what's brought me to this point is uh yeah, as of as of recently, you know, I've kind of been struggling with my weight as of late. And um that's because you know kind of been you know having some down points life life shit happens right and uh kind of just i kind of got off my got off the diet and i've just been eating like eating like crap man so and it's been hard to get back in the gym you know um so i understand like when people are talking about it's hard to start losing weight when people just be like oh god you're fat just go to the gym and lose weight it's not that easy man it really isn't i'm not saying that i i can like a hundred percent empathize and identify with you know heavy people because i've never been obese in my life but i am a little more plumped these days and i'm trying to get back down i'm the heaviest that i've ever been um and this is the longest i've ever been at this weight man and i don't like it at all um and I don't like how it's been affecting my body. Like I'm damn near 200 pounds, but for for a five foot nine, five of uh, five foot eight, five foot nine man, being damn near almost 200 pounds is is not that's not good. Not not for your height. Like for my height, I should be in the 160 range. Like from the one like 150 something to like 160 some pounds, maybe 170 at the most. And I've been 170, and I feel good at 170. You know, but damn near almost 200 pounds. No, not good. And I'm I'm feeling the effects of that to my body. Um, but yeah, man. So you know, I'm a little more heavier. You know, I got a little. I got a couple of Hawaiian rolls that do not belong, 
And I'm very aware of that. And I'm trying to work on it. But, you know, like I said, it's hard to break the habit of eating bad food, eating at poor times, eating poor quality food. And also, you know, just trying to get back into the habit of going to the gym consistently. And also getting into the habit of, of eating cleaner food and eating proper proportions and eating, you know, better quality food. So, yeah, man, not in my best shape. Uh, probably the worst shape I've been in my life, um, my adult life, at least. But, you know, for some reason, yo, my mom's, man, mama versus. Oh, for some reason, this lady thinks that it's hilarious or not even hilarious, but she feels like. It is her duty to make it her business, okay, to point out that I am not in shape all the time, <laughs> all the freaking time. Every time I'm around this lady, okay, she's always telling me, oh, you looking a little whiter. Looking a little wider. When are you going to lose some weight? I thought you said she was going to the gym. You need to stop eating all that stuff. You know, this, that, and it's just, it's just every, every day, man. Every, every time I go around her, she always feels the need to point out and I just, just fucking just point out the obvious things that are, I'm already knowing. Just like, oh, just, you, uh, you, oh, you, your face is looking a little fatter. I ain't raised no fat kid. I ain't raised no my kids. You know, kid be fat. It's just like constantly, man, a barrage of just acknowledging that. Oh, you're you're a little more you know heavier than you are. You you know you're not looking your best self. It's like yo, I get it. I don't need a fucking billboard advertisement every time I come around you telling me that I'm out of shape. I know I'm out of shape. I know this shit. I know this <laughs> like god damn i have a mirror i look at it every morning trust me i'm having the mental notes of where i'm at you know physically you know i don't like it i really don't i don't and i'm trying to work on it but that shit's hard okay I'm not saying it's impossible I'm, I'm i'm trying to you know get my snap myself back but you know i'm also dealing with aging you know when you're dealing with aging and as you get older it's harder to find the motivations to work out or, you know, naturally you're, you know, it's just like, I'm not that old. All right. Let's, let's just get this straight. I'm not that old, but yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not shit. I'm not a, a 21 year old anymore. I can tell you that much. So yeah, man. And uh, yeah, so God damn, but ah, just to have it point out every single time that I come around this woman, boy it does not help my mental health at all it really doesn't it doesn't it doesn't at all um because man god like who wants to be reminded every time that you don't look your best you know and um yeah this just brings me to the point of like i said man yeah the the body shaming of men's bodies we don't like that shit okay contrary to a lot of people's beliefs yeah men we have feelings I know y'all don't give a damn about them, but we do have feelings, okay? And we do have insecurities. And when, you know, yeah, like, just like women, 
We don't like them shits being pointed out either. You know, now, if you just, you know, obviously there's, there is a thin line between telling a person that, hey, you're kind of getting out of shape and I'm telling you because I care, right? I, I'm telling you because I care about you and I want you to, you know, be your best self. That there's, there's a different kind of approach that you can take where you can tell a person cares. But then there's a difference of somebody just fucking ostracizing you and, and just like basically abusing the fact that, yeah, you're you're kind of a little little heavier than than you are, man. And like that shit affects men. It affects us, bro. It really does. Like I said, we're people too. We not just it's not just a fucking thing for women. This is for men too. We have insecurities, man. And when you pointing out that shit, yo, that shit don't make us feel good. It doesn't motivate us. This shit makes it worse, actually. You know, it like, yo, I mean, cause like, bro, like weight gain is is tied to a lot of shit. It's just like, bro, a nigga is depressed. Not necessarily saying me, but a lot of times, nine times out of ten, most people who gain weight and just like, you know, they let themselves go. It, it's a sense of complacency and a lack of self care that stems from most of the time depression you know, um, and it does not help an individual get out of the depression when you are always poking at the fact that, yeah, you're just a little, you're a little heavier than usual. You don't, you don't look good. It's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And ladies, it's like, y'all don't like it when men do that shit. You don't like it when the world does it. Why the fuck do y'all do it to us? Why is it okay to tell men however, and then to step on, on how we feel? about shit like that we give a fuck about how we look you don't think a nigga want a six-pack yes i want a six-pack yes i want to be chiseled and look like michael b jordan you know 365 days out the year yes that would be great but but life happens man but and and and, and you know this could be a meaningless segment but i bring it up because i just feel like this is kind of something that doesn't get fucking talked about you know, because like, yeah, and these are things that men, we don't talk about because, well, yeah, we like nobody gives a fuck about how we feel. But it's just like, bro, yeah, we care, man. We give a damn about people pointing out the uh, things about our bodies, especially when we're not feeling our best. And that contributes to to, you know, a lack of mental currency to where, yeah, you know, for for my heavier set men out there, you know, my my, my heavier guys out there who probably don't feel their best because you know when you're when you're heavy set you don't feel the best you know what i'm saying you know your mental health is not always the greatest like a lot of obese people are but pointing out the fact that somebody's fat all the time and 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 you know shaming their bodies you know it's like yeah yeah that shit um contributes to you know the self-deletion percentage you know, the self-cancellation percentage out here, you know, where young men are taking themselves out of this world, you know, at such a uh, such a high rate. And uh, yeah, yeah. And there's this misconception that. I don't know that 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 obese women are unacceptable and that like men are acceptable. Um, obese men are more acceptable, which it's not is not because men get shamed, too. God, the 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 shaming, the body shaming that happens to men is 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 
just about the same as much as women do. But it's just like it's a silent, it's a silent brutal thing that happens. It's just because nobody nobody gives a fuck. Because if you think you talk about the uh, whole fat phobic thing and a fat phobic movement. And a lot of people, you never, if ever, really hear anybody trying to come to the defense of men. You don't see Cosmopolitan or any other of these goofy magazine companies ever put a heavy fat man on their cover. Like they put that 400 pound lady on their cover have you ever seen a 400 pound man on on a gq magazine no you haven't you'll never see that why because the double standard and uh, is that you know like women need all the protection and men don't because who gives a fuck about men's feelings and shit like that right it's okay you know, it's okay for, for, you know, we're telling women that it's okay to be, um, obese. It's okay. Love your body. Fat phobia, fat phobia. But you know, I mean, a, 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 a overweight man, I mean, he's looked at as a loser. You know, he's looked at as a, uh, somebody who just doesn't take care of themselves. Oh, you know, and there is no, there's no parade. There is no uh, fucking hour special tribute to obese men. No, no, it's all for the women. And, and I'm just, I'm just, like I said, I'm not trying to unpack it here. But this is a grievance that I have. You know what I'm saying? This is a grievance that I have. And I just know for a fact that a lot of men, like, that shit mentally affects us also. You know, just in case the world didn't fucking know that it does bother us when people are pointing out or 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 the women in our lives are constantly brutally pointing out the fact that, yo, you're out of shape. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, bro, I know, you know, so it's like, but like, don't tell me every single time you see me, you know what I'm saying? Because that shit's just just it doesn't it doesn't help shit. It just honestly pisses me off more. And probably makes me even more fucking depressed because I'm already insecure because I, I want to look good. You know what I'm saying? There's a pressure to look good on men, too. There are we talk about the beauty standards of, of women all the fucking time, but there are body standards. I guess you could say yeah, beauty standards for men. Fuck it. Yeah, there's beauty standards for fucking men, too, for us to look a certain way. You know, there's a pressure. We have that pressure. We feel that way. You know, just like women, women are pressured to wear makeup and 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 work out and get all the get get the BBL, okay? Get that Brazilian butt lift, get these get the fake breasts and all this other shit to feel like they're they're have some kind of value in the dating market or value and in, in as a woman. Well, shit, men, we feel the pressure to have big muscles and look good, look lean, trim and and dress well, smell nice, have a have a fucking six-figure job and all that kind of shit. It's a lot. We got pressure too, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that 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 that's kind of like, bro, it's just like it, it's not one-sided here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, ladies, just kind of be a little more thoughtful. Thoughtful when you're uh, addressing the men in your life about them being out of shape or if they're getting out of shape. Okay? You know, let's let's take a better approach here. You know what I'm saying? Let's not body shame 
men. Um, let's not be toxic about male appearance, okay? Anyway, though, moving on from that, moving on from that, though, man, yo, I was going to talk about Elon Musk and Twitter, um, but really, is there really a point to talk about Elon Musk and Twitter? I mean, Twitter's Twitter is like upside down right now. Like, bro, I saw something about Elon Musk finding hashtag stay woke t-shirts in like some closet somewhere at, at Twitter. <laughs> Twitter headquarters. Oh, like, first of all, that's funny as shit. Yo, bro, I, bro, I don't care what anybody say. Oh, Elon Musk is funny, man. This is straight out of a boondocks episode. I don't care what anybody says. I fucking enjoy the fact that Elon Musk is being a menace at Twitter and they're mad as fuck. And I have enjoyed every single second of it. Okay. Um, yeah, these Twitter, these Twitter, these former Twitter employees are so pissed. But man, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not like I'm not big on Twitter. Um, I abandoned Twitter years ago, like long time ago when when it was like the earliest earliest editions of of twitter i i didn't i really didn't give a damn about twitter um well i cared about it then you know but like after a while i was just like eh, like i didn't really care for much for for twitter and, and sharing my thoughts in 120 characters i think at the moment so yeah no i was just nah, i didn't really care about twitter but um yeah man to see elon musk come through and basically just wreck shit and he's just firing everybody he's well pretty much fired everybody and basically gave everybody ultimatum like yo shit changing man you know y'all not coasting no more you know what i'm saying um yeah you actually have to work i mean it's funny because like these this just tells you how privileged and lazy these these people were that worked for twitter and how twitter really did not like it twitter's not i don't even think twitter you can even count twitter as real work it sounds like they just went to work to not do shit at work and just like i <laughs> there was definitely a culture there man and like these people are so pissed that elon musk has come in and has changed everything and it's like yeah yeah you have to work 40 hours every week like there's employees mad about that you mad because you gotta actually work the, the whole 40 week for 40 hours a week you can't just come in and do what you do at do what you want to do at your employer. That's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> other people mad as hell. And look, I'm not taking any sides. I'm just enjoying. I'm just enjoying the show. I'm just like everybody else. I got my popcorn, okay. And I'm just, you know, what I'm saying buttering that shit up. And I'm just like enjoying like the entire dumpster fire that is the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter. But uh, yeah, man. I stay like I said. I stayed away from Twitter. Twitter is a weird place. Um, Twitter is where logic goes to die. And I'm too. And me seeing myself as a logical person, I have no business being on Twitter. Okay, because you got some dumbasses on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just be honest with you, man. But uh, yeah. So no, nah, I ain't gonna really talk about that. Well, we talked about it. So that there you go. Talked about Twitter and Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk, I think he's doing a great job. <laughs> I'm eating it up, man. I'm enjoying this shit. But uh moving on though. Kind of like the last like little little segment. Um it's an important one, man. I left it last for a reason though. Um 
<sighs> Man, let's talk about love. Let's talk about some love shit. Love and 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 longevity, right? Oh, you know, a lot of people want that, right? We all desire love and longevity. But as what I've recently has learned about myself is that I don't know what going to distance really looks like. You know, like we all have this cute little idea, right? We just have little, little cute ideas, right? Of 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 love and happiness and and you know, wanting like we have our ideas of what living a lifetime with a person, sharing a lifetime with a person, what that looks like, right? But none of us who want that shit really understands what it's really like to 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 experience that um because i mean if we think about it really majority of relationships are overwhelmingly failures like let's just like talk about it you know like let's be real like overwhelmingly like a good ma- shit majority percentage of relationships marriages they fail like half of marriages fail that's a real thing. And I'm pretty sure relationships, I'm pretty sure the percentage of those just boyfriend and girlfriend relationships are exponentially higher. I'm pretty sure it's probably 60, 70% of those relationships are unsuccessful. And they end, you know? I mean, I know, I, I mean, just based off of, 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 of kind of just retrospect of my own life, the dating life i mean you know yeah i can say like fuck i've had so many different relationships i was a serial monogamous okay serial monogamous so i found myself in in definitely at least two handfuls of 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 romantic relationships that amounted to really nothing you know um haven't been you know been turned had turned into anything or has i'm you know really gotten anything from it other than heartache headaches and um lessons man getting text messages out the ass but yeah you know that's relatively basically been my dating life up until this point um up until yeah up until this point you know the last three years i've i've i have been in a wonderful blissful relationship um that i've never experienced before me with 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 my lady you know mrs versus it's it's uh really interesting and we just you know we just hit the three-year mark together like a couple months ago in august and i'm like man this is actually the longest i've ever been with a woman to where we like we never we've never actually broken up like there was no petty breakup over some bullshit there was never been a break uh or whatever and and we separate like there's been no separation we've actually been together like straight up through like an entire three years not saying that it didn't have ups and downs because it definitely does man you know when you're getting to know a person and and you learn something about them every fucking year 
peeling back the layers, yeah, you, you know, you're going to bump heads and stuff because, like, you still don't know each other. You know, even after three years, you really don't know each other. You know, so I'm learning stuff about Mrs. Versus every day. And, uh, yeah, man, I, fi I find myself quite uh, out of my depth, man. I, that's kind of something I discovered. I'm out of my depth. I'm out of a very familiar territory, and I'm in unknown territory, which is, damn, how do you achieve longevity in a relationship? Because I've never been in a relationship, a functional relationship like this ever in my life. I don't even know what longevity looks like. You know, if you just look around um, my surroundings, I don't have the best examples of what actually going the distance in a relationship looks like. I don't know what healthy marriage of 15 plus years looks like. I don't have those examples. A lot of us don't have those examples, right? And, um, yeah, like, so I, I really don't have a reference for what I should do, um, how I should be, and, and also how to handle entering the space of an actual, very serious relationship that's actually trying to transition into marriage at some point, taking on the role of you know, partial provider, because, you know, we are, we are in a modern society, modern relationship, women and men bring in income into the household. So, you know, none of that shit, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, to be looked at as a real viable husband material option, I've never been viewed as that before like i'm just i'm, I'm like what the, like she, she really actually is taking me serious as a as as husband material oh wow this has never happened before and and i'm not saying that no woman i've ever dated prior has ever but it was always you know fickle you know like they're just fickle because the relationships ended within a year most of my relationships i think i can count on one hand or probably I can count on two fingers that a relationship of mine has ever went this far and probably only one other one. Right. Um, the rest of them, they've ended within six months to a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, so, yeah. So I don't know really what longevity looks like. And and being in a relationship like this to where we have broken the three year mark to where yeah, with just all of those petty, immature things that have happened in my prior relationships, they are non-existent here. So it's like, wow, like she, she like, you know, this this woman really looks at me as a as a real viable life partner. And I don't know how to do that. Admittedly, I'm not ashamed to fucking say it, man. I'm I don't know how to be that. I have no examples of how to do that. You know, my mom's never been married and my father has been married multiple times. Failed marriages. Not going to speak on his third marriage. It's not my business, but you know, um, 
I don't really have those immediate direct best examples. Um, and then when you look around outside, you look at the, 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 the landscape of relationships and marriage, like I said, like 50% of marriages fail. 80% of those marriages end because of women. They propose marriage 80% of the time of why those 50% or almost over 50% of those marriages fail. And, and they, you know, not the reason why, but why it's initiated, you know, they're the ones that put divorce on the table first. Um, so it's like, and and it's not like the and and those no let me get my words right but that those are the things that are highlighted though right those are the things that are highlighted um the bad stuff the divorces oh 50 you know 80 percent of women like 80 percent of women propose divorce and 50 percent of marriages fail and you know those always get highlighted you know when somebody gets a divorce it's always a big deal you know, celebrity wise, you see these celebrity marriages in all the time to where it's like damn near normalized now. It's like they get married. You kind of expect these relationships, these marriages to fail. So it's kind of like, damn, bro. It's like, I, I just don't I don't have a good grasp of this newfound evolution of a relationship I've never been in before. And. Yeah, man, just trying to figure out what the hell is longevity in a relationship? What the hell is it like to actually have a, a woman look at you as I want you to be my life partner. I want you to provide for me. I want you to I want you. I want that out of you. I want you to be the man of my life. Fuck. Damn near fatherless black kid you know i don't fucking know how to do that and it's scary man it's very scary it's very scary because you know you don't want to fail and yeah it's a huge first step and you want to talk about romantic stability you know like a lot of us like i realize that a lot about a lot of people just like me um who grown inside of dysfunctional situations one parent households man we don't know what stability looks like you know when it comes to the aspects of dating we all desire this love and admiration affection and we want to be that old couple who people aspire to be and they see like wow they've been together for 50 years and stuff like that but it's just like we all don't know the reality of that we all have an idea of it but it's all wrong it's not what it the true reality of it is and the reality of it is is that being with the person is is very difficult growing with the person is very difficult it's not blissful and i think that's that's why half of marriages fail that's why a lot of these women 80 percent, are proposing divorce because quite frankly i mean growing with a person it, it takes work you know and then 
And um, it takes work and it takes a lot of compromise. It takes a lot of pivoting and adjustments because when you're growing with a person, a person is not the same person that you get into a marriage with. But I'm not trying to unpack the problems of marriage here um, because that's just very super complex. I mean, there are many reasons why marriages fail. I mean, a lot of the reasons is that a lot of people get in marriages they have no business being in. Or, you know, they, they get married for the wrong reasons, you know, um, or a lot of often a lot of selfish reasons. And it's not like really based off of a true partnership. Um, but, yeah, everybody has an idea of. Like. What longevity is, I mean, love is actually probably the smallest portion, I would have to say, of what matters. Like you have to have love. You have to have a true bond. You got to have really, but it's like fundamental things like communication, you know, uh, which is a foundation in my relationship um, with me and Mrs. Versus something that we, we made sure we started off on, which is fuck good communication. And we, it's, it's, it's a open table discussion about a lot of things, you know? So it's like, we, we hash shit out. Um, so it's like, but a lot of people don't even have the fundamental grasp on that. And I guess we got lucky because that's the kind of transparent people we are. So we got lucky finding each other. But it's like, on that front, a lot of people not even talking about nothing. A lot of people ain't talking about their issues. A lot of people can't take criticism from their partner. A lot of people can't. It's just a lot of just, I think the why marriages fail is communication. And also understanding that you don't, really truly know this person and that every year that you're with that person if you like i said three years five years ten years you're learning so many new things about this person because this person is transforming right in front of your eyes and that i think that's the concept that is lost on a lot of people is that you're with a person that is transforming right in front of you you're transforming right with them you meant, you know, yes, you meant a certain version of this person in 2015, but they're not the same person they are in 2020. And I think that a lot of people don't know how to handle the adjustments that happen in, in relationships when dealing with people because people develop new mindsets every year, you know, and... Yeah, I, I I just think that a lot of relationships don't house a, a space for that growth and, and, and transformative things to happen to the mind of the of a person that they're with. And that causes issues amongst, like I said, amongst of a lot of other things. I'm not trying to unpack why marriage doesn't work. I'm just speaking on my state of thought and mind because some significant stuff has just recently happened to me and i'm just realizing that my relationship is no bullshit it just isn't isn't just some some girl that i'm with you know for a year and a half or two and it's just gonna be over this is like oh no like this is a grown-up relationship like this is very serious like and she's looking at me for serious expectations and i got i need to step the fuck up like little boy little boyhood has to be let go you know 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of men don't understand that is that a lot of men who aren't aren't ready to let go of their boyhood don't understand that um, when you're with a woman and you actually say you want to put a ring on her finger, she is going to be looking at you with real expectations. And I'm not used to that. You know, I'm used to taking care of myself. I'm used to taking care of myself and and also my son, you know. But I think, and I'll say this in closing, I think that uh, for the most part, I think that being a husband for a woman and what that entails and being also it's the same side of the coin, same coin as being a father to to you know a little boy or a little girl i think that those are the same things on the same coin two different sides though is that they're both things that you don't just be they're things that you have to like learn to be like i have to i'm realizing that i have to start my apprenticeship to learn how to be a husband for mrs versus um clearly she sees the potential in me but i have to what well, one recognizing that that's a real thing and it's, it's this is not for play play we're going for all the marbles we want to have a life together so i have to one realize that and i've just realized it and now it's like i have to learn how to step into that role and learn how to 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 do that same thing as being a father you're not just a good parent out the gate nobody is you have to actually learn how to be a good parent um so yeah 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 that's kind of just like just some 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 shit that was on my mind and i did want to make it to the pot um because i thought it was an important conversation um i think that we're all we all want something and desire things, but I don't think we understand the true meaning of of things because a lot of us, like I said, are born in dysfunctional households. We got we're all like a lot of us, especially in my community, the black community, are raised by single mothers or single parents, single guardians, single father. You know, um, and it's just. Yeah, a lot of our dating views are rooted in dysfunction because, I mean, we're raised by dysfunctional examples. So we don't have the true idea or meaning and vision of actually what, what the fuck it means to actually be in a, a long relationship and what being with a person for a lifetime actually looks like. It's not it, it it's really not what we think, you know, so but anyway, though. That's it, though. That's it for that, though. I didn't want to, like, hang on that too much. We definitely hit our hour and a half on this show. Ooh, I'm proud of that. But, man, hey, man, um, happy Turkey Day once again Um, when everybody hears this, whenever you all hear this. But, yeah, appreciate y'all. Appreciate the support. Appreciate to any new listeners that have, you know, who have been enjoying the podcast. Um, Yeah, man, it's going to be no pod for Tuesday um and we'll come back friday man so you know i'm taking my nice little break off and we'll be back with episode 20 like i said on friday so yeah man again i hope you guys stay safe out there um again take care of your mental health 
Uh, it's really important, man. And yeah, until next time, I'll catch you guys on the next episode and installment of Versus Unlimited. I am out.